You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hey, hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Leveling the Playing Field, where we expose delusions, fallacies, and misunderstandings about markets, investing, and risk. I'm Ken Goldberg, and today's show is about, I guess you could say, artificial intelligence or the fallacy of artificial intelligence. Let's start with looking at the first graph. The first graph is the Global Robotics and Automation ETF. This is a group of stocks that fall into those categories and is one of the larger artificial intelligence investment vehicles that is easy for the public to invest in. Now, if artificial intelligence is such a goal, then you would think that the investment vehicle would do nothing but go up. Here, we can see that since the 2015 low, when the market made its double bottom low, 2015, 2016, this ETF robo had a huge move, and it had a big decline, and then it had another gargantuan move in 2021, and from that peak of 2021, it then fell 48% to the October 2022 low. So what changed from November of 21 until October of 22? Did artificial intelligence become obsolete? Did we decide that it just doesn't work? No. What happens is that the concept of artificial intelligence is really misunderstood. What people think artificial intelligence is, is something that does all the thinking for us, makes our decisions, raises our children, trains our dogs, drives our cars, sends rockets to Mars, and anything else that humans get tired of doing. In fact, artificial intelligence is basically a self-learning algorithm, a way to get mistakes that have been made to not be made again, which would be great if we could learn how to do that. But we can't because being human subjects us to the emotional swings that can be seen in the second chart. So let's now drop down to the second chart, which is the pendulum of human behavior or how I labeled it as the mood pendulum. And as you can see, like any other pendulum that you can imagine or have actually seen, the ball at the end of the string moves from one extreme, let's say on the right side, mania, to the opposite extreme, in this case on the left side, depression. And it doesn't matter what it is we're talking about, when the crowd of humans, the collective consciousness of humans or even unconsciousness of humans 
becomes so extreme at the mania side, we experience a peak in markets, a top in housing, a blow off in Bitcoin, or whatever else we're looking at. And we need a period of correction. This is also the case with the economy. Economies go through this expansion. They move to the mania extreme. At that point, our leaders and elected officials believe that they have caused this utopian environment where everything is good. And what do they do then? They make the critical errors that occur whenever you think that you are the cause of something fabulous. We make sloppy, short-sighted decisions, and that leads to a reversal in the mania. That leads to the expansion of the economy moving into recession. That leads to inflation moving to deflation. That leads to bull markets moving into bear markets, et cetera, et cetera. So here we are. I've tried to put a circle for approximately where it appears we currently are. You'll see there's a red circle on the left side of the pendulum. It says we are here with a red arrow that points to the extreme that we're going to. And that is around late 2023 to mid 2024. We should see the economy at its worst. We've seen the economy at its best. That was 2021. That was so extremely good because of the Fed's liquidity bath, the massive, uninterrupted 12-year injection of capital into the markets that the economy just basically burnt itself out. Now the economy has to rebuild. And so while it's rebuilding, we've left mania. That was 2022. 2022 was the entire travel from mania down to the midpoint. And now we're in 2023 and most of this year into potentially early 2024 will be the move towards the opposite pole, which is depression. Somewhere at the end of that leftward movement, we will become too depressed. We will have taken too extreme of actions and the depression or recession, depression of our mood and recession of the economy will have reached a point where it can't remain that gloomy, that dark, that negative. And then it will start the movement back towards that vertical middle line and eventually will move to the right of the middle and head on towards the next mania. So now let's move back to the first chart again, which is the chart of Robo, the artificial intelligence investment vehicle. So you can see the same thing happened here. In 2015 and 2016, that was kind of like very early into artificial intelligence, Tesla's dream of self-driving cars and all the information technology and GPS computerization of cars, et cetera. And no one really knew anything about it. And then Tesla started to grow and People started to get excited about it, even though there wasn't any software to support self-driving cars, nor was there regulation to allow self-driving cars. And that was that early peak in robotics and AI, artificial intelligence, in 2018. And look, that led to a two-year 
recession that was not small, right? The price here peaked at 46. It fell all the way down to 30. That's like a 40% correction. And then in early 2020, as the COVID pandemic rolled around the world and we all just became too bottled up in panic and fear, a new bull market was born because we had reached depression. We were shutting down schools and shutting down work and wearing masks and not traveling and we couldn't go here, we couldn't go there. That was pretty bad. That was an extreme of depression not seen in decades, maybe a century, and it couldn't last. So what happened, even though COVID was continuing to spread around the world and kill people and make people sick and hospitalize people and flood emergency rooms and hospital beds, things started to look less gloomy. And in this particular case, the robo vehicle started to rise, as did the other markets that bottomed in early 2020 and screamed straight up, including Bitcoin, into late 2021. And what happened then? Nothing happened with the technology. It just was too good to be true at the moment. We reached a new mania. And here we are now, having seen that mania in late 2021, up there near $72, we've already seen another huge decline, not just the 40% decline from 2018 to 2020. No, this leg is from the all-time high of 72 down to the October low in 22, and that reached 48%. Now, there are other artificial intelligence investment vehicles that are down 50, 55%, and some even more. It depends on how much risk the portfolio managers took in putting stocks into the fund. So as you can see, after being 48% off the all-time high, with no big difference in the technology, no big great movement in the state of artificial intelligence, we've now risen in price from 40 back to 55. That's a great move, except it doesn't complete the decline. Most declines, as you can see from 2018 to 2020, are experienced with a down move, an up move, and then a down move. So look at the size of this first down move, 48%, compared to the move just in 2018. It's monstrous compared to that, as is the rise from 2022 up to where we currently are, having just recently visited 55. And so what that suggests is the red arrow to the right of where the last green bar is. That red arrow points to somewhere between 35 and 26 on the downside. That's that green oval. And the most historically relevant measurement, in other words, if you look back 300 years in history, the next leg, the third down is typically equal to the first wave down. So we saw the first wave, it dropped from 72 to 40. And if history is going to repeat as it has most of the time in the past 300 years, the coming decline will be about the size of those red arrows that I've laid on top of the chart. Those red arrows would be equal to the size of the decline 
from 72 to 40. And so those both target the high 30s. So I've put a special note there, buy a lot here. I've also put a note at the 34 area, buy some here, because there's also a secondary historic measurement that would only take price down from the recent 55 to around 35. That alone would be a 40% decline from the February highs of 55. Let alone if it dropped all the way down to the high 20s, it would be even greater. The point is, is that our DSE algorithms are in fact artificial intelligence themselves. Only what we do is we trim out any emotional or subjective component that might have the effect of obscuring where history tells us price should go. So the DSE told us at the bottom down around 45%, 48%, that the decline was temporarily over. The DSC then puts in this pink target box above, which is where price should reach. Historically, odds are reliable that a intervening re relief bounce should arrive. That bounce should take us up into the pink box. As you can see, we reached about halfway into the pink box. It reached a level where we have noted on the chart, sell here, and then the forecast becomes downward into the green oval, maybe even down into the green zone below the green oval, where we have the DSE reminding us in advance, possibly a year in advance, buy some here, but buy a lot there. And again, the reason that we're able to make these forecasts, that the, D is, the DSE is able to make these forecasts, is because it's based upon self-learning. In other words, the mistakes that the crowd of investors make over time, the repeated lessons that the crowd continues to make, continues to have to learn over and over again, the DSE is catching those and not going along that path. And because of that, we're able to make not only the forecasts that the 2021 highs are unsustainable, but at those highs, we're able to point to the green oval and the green zone. Now, we almost got there on the first decline, which is unusual. That tells us how strong the swing of the pendulum is, that we almost got all the way to the target in the first decline, even though we needed an intervening bounce. And that's why the intervening bounce is so big. It's it's about halfway back up to the top. So the, the bounce into the pink zone and to the 55 level is about halfway back to the all-time high from that late 2022 low. What does that tell us? That tells us that the DSE is working. It got the top correct and its bottom target is still available. And the intervening bounce is probably what's called a head fake. In other words, the intervening rally where the crowd wishes the worst is over is likely and usually not over. When we see the crowd no longer interested, when we're not interested any anymore in buying the dip, then typically the bottom's in. When nobody wants to buy it, then typically the bottom's in. So down there, somewhere between 36 and 28, nobody will be interested 
and artificial intelligence, at least they won't be interested in buying into it. They might still want to be talking about it, but they won't be interested in owning it, which is why we're about to see a year or two of selling in artificial intelligence stocks that brings the prices all the way down into the green zone. So again, why is this the case? It's the same condition that we've seen in many stocks, many indices, many asset classes. It's happening in real estate. We've seen it in crypto and in Bitcoin. We've seen it in stocks. We saw it in 2022 in the bond market, the worst bond market since 1931. Again, remember bonds are these rumored to be safe vehicles that most of the investors simply don't understand, which is why we warned in 2020 and 2021 that bonds are toxic and they need to be avoided at all costs. And that was one of the best decisions you could have made was exiting not just stocks in 2021, but stocks and bonds. Those that took their stock allocations and moved them into bonds thinking they'd be safe got wiped out. It's horrible, but they got wiped out. We've shown that to you in previous podcast episodes with different charts. You can look back and you can replay those episodes, but the bond market is doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. We've, in the last couple of episodes, we've looked at it again. Please feel free to go back there and take a look at that. We've made some really phenomenal and shocking forecasts about where interest rates should go in the next few years, and they have massive relevance to our daily lives. They have huge relevance to those that are now stuck trying to buy a house with 6 and 7% mortgages, and they have massive relevance. Our forecast has massive relevance to those that have the patience to allow interest rates to come down a bit so that maybe they can get 4% or even lower mortgages rather than 6 and 7% mortgages, which have been the case recently. Because of that, prices of houses are coming down. So there's no rush, no reason to run out and feel like you have to buy a house now because the pendulum is moving the other way. So let's again go back and talk about how the the mood pendulum works. It is beyond our human control to avoid being caught up in the pendulum. The only way to avoid being caught up in the pendulum is to not participate in the areas of society in the pop cultural aspects of our life. So if we don't want to get caught up in the housing pendulum, we can just not buy a house. We still get caught up in the rent pendulum, which again is just as emotionally driven, which is why rents went so crazy throughout most of 2020 and 2021 and have now started to roll over because we have moved towards the other end of the rent pendulum. But the pendulum works in almost everything, which is another recent episode that I brought it up in. We talked about it as it concerns political parties and elections and the ability to forecast who might win an election and certainly who might not win an election. And back here in the mood pendulum regarding artificial intelligence, what this allows us to do 
is get in position when is optimal. If you remember at the 20, well, at the 2000 peak, at the dot-com peak, the big tech wreck, Amazon fell, I believe, 90%. And at one point in 2022, you could have bought Amazon for about $6 or $5 before it went up to $3,000 a share. What happened with Amazon from 2000 to 2002? Did anything happen with the technology? No. It was it was at the birth of its existence and the price decline was reflective of the mood pendulum as tech stocks were blowing up because our mania our greed and our desire caused us to bid the price of certain stocks beyond their ability to earn money where they had PEs of 50 and 100 and 200 and 300 in some cases which are unsustainable the light bulb blew up it had so much enthusiasm and crowd energy that it just couldn't take the voltage if you want to think of it in that way and it blew the bulb and when the light went out everything got dark and everybody sold in the panic and the best thing that anyone could have done would have been realizing that the same amazon that people loved in 1999 and 2000 was at a massive fire sale discount in 2002. The same thing happened in 2018 after Bitcoin had crashed from the then all-time high of 20,000 down to the low of around 3,500 or 4,000. Everybody hated it. They were panicked. They didn't know what was going on. But had you bought Bitcoin in 2018, 2019, below 4,000 or around 4,000, you could have ridden that rocket ship to the 60 to 70,000 area. When again, Bitcoin, the mood pendulum for Bitcoin and crypto became so manic that it required a move to the other extreme or depression in a massively straight line, waterfall, sell everything type of way. In fact, not only did many crypto coins go out of business, but the leverage and mania was so great at the top that it actually caused several crypto exchanges to go bankrupt. And we've seen some of the biggest financial wipeouts in 2021 in the crypto space that dwarf anything ever seen in the stock and bond market. And the only thing that's due to is the human existence and our inability to step off the pendulum. So where does that leave us now? Well, again, the topic of the episode today, artificial intelligence or lack thereof, There's a great saying I wanted to read you that world-famous investor Carl Icahn came up with. He said that some get rich studying artificial intelligence. Others get rich studying natural stupidity. (laughs) And what he means by that is 
if we just look at the mistakes we've made over over the course of our lives or investment careers, we can see in advance that we're about to make the same mistake again. And if we put that into perspective, if we realize that that mistake last time cost us X amount of years, X amount of money, X amount of time, then we can try and calm ourselves so that we don't make that mistake again. But it's so predictable, we can't help it that these billionaires like Carl Icahn know it's to be so true that they don't have to waste their time speculating on which artificial intelligence company is going to be the leader. All they have to do is watch the action in the artificial intelligence sector like we're seeing here in chart one, and they can make billions more by using the types of signals that our DSC provides. And so the lesson is, rather than chase artificial intelligence, let's just work on identifying the mistakes, as Carl put it, the natural stupidity that we as humans make, because we make it over and over again. We do the same things over and over again. My good friend Tony Robbins is known to say that practice is said to make perfect. Practice makes perfect. In fact, that's not true. Practice makes permanent. So that if you practice something wrong, you've now made it permanent wrong in your existence. In order to make practice make perfect, you have to make sure you're practicing perfection so that your model has to be a model that works. Whoever you're following, emulating, has to be someone who's shown to be an expert in that field, shown to have demonstrated success in that business, etc. So make sure you don't just practice anything, because that just makes the wrong thing permanent. Make sure that if you're going to practice something, model perfection and practice that. Two great quotes from leaders in their industry, Carl Icahn and Tony Robbins. Those are some of the most sought after and admired consultants to business and executive suites or whatever else you want your life to be perfected in. So there we go. That's going to do it for today. I wanted to thank everybody for tuning in. There's thousands of podcasts that you can listen to, and we are grateful that you've chosen ours, and hopefully we've helped set back yet another fallacy, which is the artificial intelligence conundrum, which is not quite ready for prime time. We got you. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.